Welcome to the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you understand the Bible better so you can have a better relationship with God and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you navigate the end times so you can stand firm until the return of Christ. Get ready. This is not your average Bible study. This is not for the faint of heart. If it's controversial and in the Bible, we'll talk about it. We are unashamedly, unabashedly, and unpredictably bringing out the truth in God's Word. And now, introducing your dynamic hostess with the mostest. She's an international speaker, author, and self-admitted nerd for the Word, Dana Crosby. So what are the seven bowls of God's wrath? We're going to answer that question in part three of our series coming up next. Make sure to visit whatyourpastorneverToldyou.com. Hey everybody, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Welcome to Bible study today. I am so excited to be here talking with you. As many of you noticed um, that our regular subscribers to our channel, we haven't been posting a whole lot of videos lately. Normally we issue two to three videos a week and we've been doing about one a week. And that's because my family has been on the road traveling and we haven't always been in Wi-Fi. As you notice, looking around me, those of you guys that follow this channel regularly notice that this is not our normal studio. I'm actually back in our motorhome. So that's where I began this channel. So if you look at some of our earlier videos, you'll notice that the backdrop is the same as what we have here today. And um, we are back in our motorhome because we are snowbirds. We are in Florida for the wintertime. And I'm so glad to be in Florida. But I will tell you that having a studio around me to shoot um, videos for you guys with a family of five, three of whom are homeschooled, um, it can be a challenge. So pray for us. So we are actually looking for a home here in Florida as well so that we can have a little more elbow room between me and the kids and also so that we can have room for shooting more videos. I have so many exciting and informative videos for you guys coming up. And so we want to make sure that we have a good um, environment for doing that where I don't have to set up and take down all the studio equipment every time I shoot a video. So pray for us about that. We are looking forward to having that opportunity. Before we get into Revelation chapter 16, I want to let you know that at the end of this video, I have some very exciting announcements for you guys. We have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes at bringing new improvements to this channel. And so I want to share those with you guys, but I'm going to wait until the end of the video for that so that we can go ahead and dive right into Revelation chapter 16. But you won't want to miss that. So make sure that you stick around all the way to the end of this video. Make sure to smash the subscribe button down below. And if you guys have been a subscriber for a while or if you're new and you want to make sure not to miss out on any of this content that we're going to be bringing you, and trust me, you won't want to miss out on it, go ahead and ring the notification bell. That is going to make sure that you get notified each and every time we upload a fascinating new video. So let's go ahead and get started right away with Revelation chapter 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land. And ugly, festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped its image. This seems to imply here that since they're specifically mentioning that these ugly, festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image, this implies that there are others on planet earth still who did not take 
the mark of the beast. So that is what the implication is here. Otherwise, it would just say that these festering sores broke out on all the people. But that's not what we read. We read that it only broke out, these festering sores only broke out on those people that had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. Let's continue reading. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments, O holy one, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. Now this is reminiscent of when Moses went to Egypt and one of the plagues that was brought upon the Egyptians was that the Lord turned the water into blood. And so we see this happening almost as a repeat of that. Another thing to note is that when we read about the second angel, that he poured out his bowl on the sea, most of us think of the sea as the ocean. And of course, that could be what's implied here. But that word in the original Greek can also mean lake. So it could be a specific regional area. It could be this area of the beast antichrist empire that um, these plagues are being poured out and not necessarily globally. Verse 7, and I heard the altar respond, yes, Lord Almighty, trust, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and to glorify him. This is really important that we realize, because sometimes we think that there are only people that don't worship God because they don't know about him, or because they just don't have enough evidence to believe in him. But we see that there are people, because there is evidence, the Bible says all around us is evidence of God's that God is creator, and that people have to actually suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And here again, the people are, instead of worshiping God when they realize that God is bringing these plagues upon them, they curse the Lord instead of submitting to his authority. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness people gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the god of heaven because of the pains because of their pains and their sores but they refused to repent of what they had done in verse 12 it says the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river euphrates and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east then i saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs and they came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So there's these three impure spirit, one coming out of Satan, one coming out of Antichrist, and one coming out of the false prophet. They are the demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. And so these are the demonic spirits that enable them, these three, to perform what appear to be uh, supernatural, what are supernatural signs. And that's what helps to deceive the nations. And again, it's those who willingly are deceived, those that suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Those are deceived by this. And these impure spirits go out to the kings in that area and they deceive them. 
They deceive those kings and they're going to bring them in to battle against the Lord God Almighty on the day of the Lord. And so it says the great day of God Almighty. And we'll probably have to do a separate study just specifically on the day of the Lord. And that's going to be a, a whole other study. There's so many Bible verses about that. and We don't have time to go into all of those today. But if you want to do your own independent study, you will learn a lot from just looking up the day of the Lord. Let's continue reading. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so that the, as not to go naked and shamefully exposed. Okay, this is really interesting here because right here, Jesus is speaking saying, look, I come like a thief. So what is this evidence to? I mean, here we had in Matthew 24, Jesus talking about, look, I come like a thief and other places in scripture. And so when we think about Jesus coming like a thief in the night, we think about what? His second coming, his return. And so the very fact that this is mentioned here is explaining to us that it hasn't happened previous to the tribulation, that it's happening here after that fact, after those events have happened, just as outlined in Matthew 24, just as outlined even in Revelation 6, when we talk about the seals and then the return of the Lord. So we see here, again, Jesus is giving us another clue, and these clues are throughout Scripture. It's just amazing how um, Jesus continues this theme, look, I come like a thief. And he says, blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed. Now, what does that mean, clothed? Well, we'll find out later in Revelation that the clothes represents the righteous acts of the saints. And so Jesus is saying, if you're found doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you are about your master's business, when I come back, you are going to be blessed. And that's what he talked about even in Matthew 24, Matthew 25. He's saying, look, when I come back, you need to be ready. You need to be doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. We're not saved by our deeds, right? But we're going to be blessed if we are found doing what the Lord wants us to be doing. And we are saved by Jesus. But once we belong to Jesus, how we behave shows who we belong to. I was teaching this to my son earlier in this week. And I said, look, you know, we're not saved because of our own righteousness. It's only because of God's righteousness that we're saved. But our behavior shows who we belong to. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. And so if we are um, continuing to behave the same way we were previous to being saved, that shows that we're not actually saved. We can behave one of two ways. We can behave as children of Satan or we can behave as children of God. We can pick children of Satan or children of God and we have got to behave like children of God. That does not earn our salvation, but rewards will be given. And Jesus himself said, you will know them by their fruit, right? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Let's keep on reading. Then they gathered the kings together to the place in Hebrew that is called Armageddon or Hamagido, okay? And that is an actual place in Israel, Hamagido. I've been there with my professor from seminary. We were there and we looked over the valley of Megiddo. And many battles have been fought in this place. Verse 17, the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on the earth. So tremendous was the earthquake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. 
Okay, so this is pretty interesting because there's several other mentions in scripture about this. We see that there are flashes of lightnings, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. Where else is this mentioned in scripture? Let's check it out. So we see here in Revelation chapter 8, starting in verse 1, it says, When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and the seven, trump and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Verse 5, Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. There came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So we see this happening. We see this happening at the seventh seal. Check this out. In Revelation, in chapter 11, starting in verse 15, now we're reading about the seventh trumpet. So before we just read about the seventh seal, now we're reading about the seventh trumpet. Look what it says. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give thanks to you, Lord Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time for judging, the time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and your people who revere your name, both great and small and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the Ark of the Covenant, and there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and a severe hailstorm. It's pretty interesting that this same series of events happens at the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and now at the seventh bowl. Does that mean that these events are maybe all climaxing at the same time? I'm not sure, or maybe they are just concurrent events, Con, you know, a seven set here, a seven set here, and a seven set here. Some people interpret it one way is that they're all in a line in, you know, chrono chronological order from each other. And other people see these events as happening alongside of each other. But it is pretty fascinating that the Bible describes the same set of events at the climax of each of these things. Also notice this earthquake. And at the seventh trumpet, how it says how the Lord is beginning to reign at this time, at the end of the seventh trumpet. That's pretty fascinating. And also, in when we were reading about the seals, we read about the sixth seal and how right before the seventh seal, we get the sign of the return of the Son of Man. And if you haven't yet watched that video, I have a video series actually talking about the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. And I will put a link for you up here in the cards. You can go ahead and click the little I button and you will be able to watch those videos and see how fascinating it is because the Bible speaks of these things throughout scripture. So we can put the pieces of the puzzle together and get a much clearer picture of what's about to happen. One of the things that I find fascinating here is that we also read about the severe earthquake. And perhaps in the future, we can do a biblical study about this particular sign, this earthquake that's going to happen. This is going to be a global earthquake. It's, it, I believe the nations of the world are going to be shaken because 
God has said in his word that there's not going to be anything lifted up, basically, when he comes back. Everything else is going to be made low. All of the mountains are going to be made low. The islands are going to flee away at the return of the Lord. There's only going to be one person exalted on that day, and that is going to be the Lord God Almighty. In verse 19, we read, The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people, and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible. So now we have an introduction of Babylon the Great. And this is going to be a really fascinating study for us. So if you want to learn more about who is Babylon the Great, you want to tune in to next time's video. In fact, we're probably going to do a little series on it because there's so much information to cover. We're not going to be able to get to it all in one video. But this is a pretty fascinating topic that we're going to get to because there are many theories as to who this mystery Babylon is. And the Bible gives us many clues and will help us to narrow it down. So we're going to be talking about that in the next video. And I'm super excited to get to that. So at the beginning of the video today, I had mentioned to you guys that we have some exciting announcements for you. And I just want to thank you so much for watching to the end of this video so that you can hear what these are. We've been doing our part on the back end, behind the scenes, doing all kinds of things, helping with branding of this channel and trying to get these resources into the hands of more and more people. And I want to share with you guys, there are some ways that you can actually help support this channel. Number one, you can subscribe, of course. If you haven't yet, go ahead and smash the subscribe button down below. But number two, share these videos with your friends. That is going to be the best way to get this, these videos out into the hands of more people so that they can see the truth of God's word and not be deceived in the end times. But another way that you can actually support this channel is go to www.whatyourpastornevertoldyou.com. And once you go there, you can sign up for our special emails. We send out only a couple of emails a month, probably two to three emails a month, but it's a great way for you to stay in contact with us. And that way, even as censorship continues to get worse for Christians online, you will always have a way to get these resources. So you won't miss out on that. Another way that you can support this channel is when you go to whatyourpastornevertoldyou.com, there are some donate buttons. You'll be able to donate to this important work that we're doing right now, helping to educate people. As we see that we are coming into the end times, we need to be prepared with scripture. And so we're trying to equip the brothers and sisters. So I encourage you to go there and donate to this work and partner with us in getting this work out to other people. And then another way that you can partner with us, of course, is to pray for us. Pray that we will continue to preach the word of God with boldness and pray for us to be able to assemble a team of people because I have so many exciting videos for you guys. I have just so many, but I only have a limited amount of time to which I can dedicate to this. And so I'm hoping to assemble a team of people that can help with the editing of these videos so that we can get more of this content into your hands. So please be praying with us about that. If you yourself are someone who would like to donate or volunteer some of your time to helping edit these videos, if you're good at that, if that's your niche kind of a thing, we would love to use you and have and put your talents to work for the kingdom of God through 
this work that we're doing here at this channel. So if that's you, go ahead and message me. Um, you can go ahead and find us over at Wisdom Calls on Facebook, and you can message me directly through that, and I'd be glad to speak with you about that. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us for our Bible study today, and I am looking so forward to chatting with you again real soon. Until next time, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel and what your pastor never told you com helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Calls podcast. For more exclusive content, visit whatyourpastorneverToldYou.com. Sign up for emails and get updates. Also, there you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Thanks for listening and join us next time.